Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. We've got breaking NFL news that could but probably won't impact the 49ers. Whitey Gleason, Kyle Madsen with you. Thanks for being with us on this Sunday. And I say that, you know, I know you know what day it is. You're probably going, I know what day it is. I just, I sometimes, I, I don't know about you, Kyle. I have to remind myself. And we're with you on this, uh, yeah, I think it's Sunday. Here's the news. <laughs> to Rod Taylor, quarterback, carted uh, to the locker room after uh, taking a big hit in a preseason game with the Jets. He was able to jog to the sideline, was evaluated in the medical tent uh, before the cart came officially. It's a back injury. So I know that's kind of vague, but Terod Taylor was injured. Um, so theoretically, perhaps the Giants are in the market for a quarterback. Probably not, but there we are. That's what's going on today. That's interesting. Like, I wonder how much they were going to rely on Taylor. Like, I know that Brian Dable's a head coach there now, and maybe he's out on Daniel Jones. So maybe they look at their roster with Saquon Barkley and Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay, and maybe they look and go, hey, this is a team that can score some points. And they would have, the plan was to go to the backup. So maybe they'll, but I'm guessing they'll ride with Daniel Jones and yeah. whoever their third guy was will now be the backup. Sure. Can you imagine whenever a doctor, if he came anywhere near to Rod Taylor with a needle, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Get away. No. Back up. Back, back. Yeah. So that's what's going on with uh, poor Terod Taylor. Hopefully he's going to be fine. And then hopefully within a few days, we'll find out what in the world is going on with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle, I will talk more about it here uh, at a future point in the proceedings today. But at this point, isn't it crystal clear there's nobody wants to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. And he just wants to be released so he can figure out what he wants to do on his own. Yeah. And I think I think if he had had his druthers, he would have gotten released like the day he got cleared. But the 49ers, at the end of the day, like I know that this is a good relationship and such, but if holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo is what gives them the best competitive advantage. And especially if uh, Matt Mayoko reported that inside the Niners building, they think he's going to Seattle. So if that's the case, if they're like, Hey, he's going to wind up in Seattle, they're going to hold on to him for as long as humanly possible. And Michael Lombardi tossed this out the other day, um, that the Niners could keep him on the 53 or he's reporting that there's a belief they'll keep him on the 53 until his money becomes guaranteed on September 10th. So there's a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo makes the team and then gets cut a day before the season opener. A lot of people hear that. I had this discussion with Ray Ratto, our own Brian Iglesia, our producer. Uh, I had this discussion with him. Some people say, come on, if you're worried about Jimmy Garoppolo and the Seahawks, why should you be worried about that? But I see it the way you do, Kyle, and the way Matt Mayoko reports it. You just don't want to give the Seahawks or anybody that you're playing any more of a competitive advantage than you need to. It's not that, oh, no, Jimmy. Yeah, that would be a bad look if Jimmy comes in, you know, week two uh, to Levi's. But it's not a matter of whether you're worried about the Seahawks. It's just that's football. That's right. competitive sports. Right. You're not going to actively make a division rival better. No. Whether that means they, like, I, uh, we talked about this on 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 Friday on Willard and Dibs, but it was Willard. It sounded like Willard and Madsen. On yeah, Friday it, was, to it me. was it was it was Mark and myself. And let's say the Seahawks said, "Hey, we'll agree that Jimmy won't play against you. <laughs> like he just won't be available those two weeks." The Niners would still do this. It has nothing to do with facing Jimmy Garoppolo or oh losing to Jimmy Garoppolo. Like no, you don't want to make a division rival better. It doesn't matter if it's a quarterback or a wide receiver or that's why you 
that's it. It's silly to just be like, oh yeah, we're not worried about him. Like, well, y- you are because that that makes a right. division rival who should be bad this year, right? Competitive, yes, potentially or better than they would be, right? So you just don't do that, right? I agree. Good. And now, next at, topic. At what point? Well, this kind of dovetails into. Uh, can't put it off any longer. At what point did you become a 49er apologist? What? Let me just say, Okay. let me just say this. Uh, you know, if you don't follow Kyle Madsen on Twitter, you're like the only one. Everyone follows Kyle on Twitter. He's a lot of fun to follow. And, I, and so I was going, you know, going through Twitter during the Texans 49er game. And I was appalled to see this from Kyle Madsen. He says something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing of, is this a bit we all do where we pretend that anything that happens sure. in the preseason matters? Is that a fair uh, summary of what you tweeted. It's not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I thought, oh my goodness, Spencer Burford is now ghost tweeting for, <laughs> for, for Kyle Madsen. That was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I agree with overall the sentiment that let's not get carried away with the preseason. But still, some things you see in the preseason, some things you don't see in the preseason are significant. And I think we've seen enough from the 49er offensive line in this preseason and going back to camp. Um, to know that, woo, this is potentially a very serious issue. It reminds me, Kyle, I know you have uh, Candlestick Chronicles, do a pod, you write. You. Yeah, no, seriously, that needs to be pointed out. Point is that, you know, Kyle knows what he's talking about here when we talk about the 49ers. Um, but they've got a real issue here potentially along the offensive line, especially right smack dab in the middle. Reminds me a little bit of where they were a year ago with the secondary, especially the the cornerback situation. Yeah, and it's definitely like... Here's my here's my my thing with preseason. Every single year. Every single year. True or false that Burford is ghost tweeting for you? False for now. At least that time. Um all my good jokes come from Spencer Burford. <laughs> but, it's a good slogan. But yeah. So so we see this every year where where we go in and people go, well, preseason doesn't matter. But then one thing happens and it's like, oh, like that. Well, is the offensive, like, here's the way I look at it. Is the offensive line not good? Like, definitely a concern. Like, let's put a pin in that. That is a concern I have going into the year. But am I writing off the 49ers because their offensive line played poorly without their two starting tackles, including Trent Williams, who might be pound for pound the best football player in the league? Like, no, 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 I'm not going to write off their entire offense because of a performance in Houston in the preseason finale. Is it a concern? A hundred percent. And if you came to me from the future and said, hey, I'm from week 10 and the 49ers cannot block anybody, I'd be like, all right, like I'd buy that. How do you know I'm not? Whoa. Are you? <laughs> I wouldn't be at liberty to say. It would be a violation of the time traveling code. Is that how you found out about Spencer Burford <laughs> tweeting for me? I gotta so, say, neither no, here so, nor there. So like, but but, and then with Trey Lance, who again, that was where the bigger overreactions were. I thought because the offensive line we thought going in was going to be a problem. They didn't make any changes, and like, oh, lo and behold, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. So so that's 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 a thing. But like with Trey Lance, am I gonna am I gonna freak out because he dropped his eyes as the pass rush came in one time and then was indecisive on whether he should run or or continue to look to throw? No. Now, am I going to be a little bit concerned as he escapes pressure and then has Brandon Ayuk wide open and stuffs a throw six yards in front of him? Okay, that's a little bit of a problem because that's a throw he has to make. It is the throw to Kittle that he missed, the mm-hmm. famous one where Kittle's wide open and he sails it right. Like that that's a problematic play. And if that he can't it's inexcusable that those two throws don't get made. Like you cannot I forget the setting. So that's a problem. But is it like, well, Trey Lance isn't any good. The Niners screwed this up. They're not winning anything this year. 5-12, and 12, here they come. Like, oh, relax. Okay, do people get far too carried away with what happens in the preseason? Absolutely. I mean, people were already saying, that Brock Purdy is the, he's the best quarterback on the roster. I, oh, 
my goodness, can we give that a rest? So you're right about that. But to say that nothing, what you tweeted or that Spencer tweeted for you <laughs> was something about, well, it, can we? why do we pretend anything matters? Some things do matter. Um, and the offensive line, you're right, against the Texans, they didn't have the full complement of their offensive line. But the concern is right there, smack in the middle. Mm-hmm. With, totally. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, their B-level players, Burford and Banks and uh, you know, Brunskill. Brendel and Brunskill. Yeah. So literally B level. Yes, exactly. So that is a concern, especially when you have an inexperienced quarterback behind them. And obviously they are recognizing that they should do something about it because they're bringing in John Miller, free agent guard, who was with the Panthers. And he's, if you sign him, he's got to wait till he's done announcing Giants games to before <laughs> he can even join you. So that opens a whole new can of worms. But seriously, you're bringing in a guy who's, you know, available to this point. That means no one else wants him. So it's an ad- stinks. A- a- admission that, yeah, yeah, we got potentially real issue here. And everything else is set up like this could be a Super Bowl team, but. Ooh, that could be a problem. Well, this went under Doesn't the radar. Doesn't that keep you up at night? This went under the radar because everybody was freaking out about Trey Lance after after Thursday. Eric Branch reported in the San Francisco Chronicle that the Niners have have called around trying to trade for an offensive lineman, but mm-hmm. like there's nothing imminent. Mm-hmm. That means they went through and here's what they did this with Lakin Tomlinson. They traded for Lakin Tomlinson on August 31, like a week and a half before the season was going to start. And they, he's a former first-round pick. They sent a fifth-round pick to Detroit. They get this guy, and, oh, look, he becomes their, Lo and behold. Yeah. Their, their left guard for five years. So maybe they're waiting on a deal like that. Maybe they're waiting on... But they went through this preseason because Bonte brought up the other night that, oh, you know what? It was a mistake to let Lakin Tomlinson walk. And in hindsight, yes. But what they were looking at at that point was they would... They're, they have to What's invest... Bonte doing on at night? It's on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Tweeting. Yeah. So, so, and I, I get the point, and he's he's not wrong. But when the 49ers let him walk, they were looking at where they were distributing this money and said, hey, you know what? We spent a second round pick on a left guard in Aaron Banks, who didn't play in year one, but year two, we think he's going to be ready. And hey, they saw they saw all of training camp, they saw the preseason and went, ugh, okay, he's not ready. Like, ugh. Daniel Brunskill, they thought would would be able to step into right guard. He's hurt. Spencer Burford stepped in. You know, he, he's been he's been pretty good. He's held that spot throughout camp. He's taken all the first team reps, and that may, you know they're going, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe try and upgrade there. Holding, yeah, two, yeah. three times the other. Yeah, come on, man, and some bad, bad yeah, holes, really bad. Yeah. But I just I think that they wanted to let this process play out, and they did, and now they're going to go try and find because you can do that. You can just piece together an interior offensive line and be pretty okay. So it's. It is a it's a it's a problem though, and they're telling you that because they're bringing sure. in John Miller and they're 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 trying to they're trying to trade for an offensive lineman as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's necessarily an overreaction, but I do think to go they're going to win six games. Look at this offensive line; it's terrible. <laughs> like, well, may, maybe that's a maybe, but let Trent Williams and and Mike McGlinchey be in there. First. Being from the future, uh, I'm limited as to what I can tell you. Okay, that's just the way that works. Because otherwise, I'll have my time traveling rights uh, rescinded. Um, but uh, it's definitely concerned when you have such an inexperienced quarterback. I also think. Well, let me let me ask you this way. I'm going to give you a 49er potential fact, and you just give me, if you would, please, given your expertise, zero to ten. Zero is like there's no way that'll be true. Ten is like I guarantee you that'll be true. Okay, could we do that? Yeah, and I, there's we don't know if you're right or wrong, okay. but yeah. Um, Trey Lance will have issues with accuracy all season long. What do you yeah. think? Like, yeah. Like a nine or eight? On a scale to 10, you said? Zero is like, there's no way that's Trent is like, I guarantee you that'll be the case. 9.9. Wow. Yeah. Like, that was the, the, he had some accuracy problems in college. And we saw it last year in the preseason. And then when he played in the regular season. That's not something that gets fixed overnight. Like we we now change the way we think about that a little bit because of Josh Allen and his career arc with the Bills. But Trey Lance is not going to get if he does get more accurate in his career, which the 49ers are crossing their fingers he does. It's not going to happen like week 1 it's not going to be like, "Oh my gosh, he can't hit the broadside of a barn." Week 12 like, "Oh wow, look at that, he's Drew Brees." Like that's just not that's not how this is going to work. They're going to figure out how accurate he is in year 1 and 
Kyle Shanahan will game plan around that. What throws is he good at? What throws does he complete at a high rate? And they're going to try and get to those plays and those throws. I know that the legendary Tim Kawakami just wrote this, but I said it before he wrote it, and I'm not implying he got it from me. But the point is, I agree with it. I'm not stealing it from him. The main thing with Trey Lance is that by the end of the year, he'd be much better than he is at the beginning of the year. I think that's absolutely uh, essential for this thing to continue. Yeah, that's yeah. that's all that meant. Like yeah. a, a, a scenario where Trey Lance by week, I keep saying week 12, I don't know why, but it, it, it works for me. A scenario, a scenario where Trey Lance is is not good is not like, man, he is he is a, that's a good player by week like 12 and he's not progressively getting better. Like there, that is unacceptable. There's no outcome of this season where we're looking at, we're looking back on the year, however it finishes, and going, man, Lance is not he completed like fifty-two percent, and threw a couple bad picks, and he looks indecisive in the pocket, and he got like that can't, that's not okay, that that's not okay. To what extent do you think Shanahan would be able to scheme around? Let's say the offensive line has some issues at least early in the year. We don't know if they're going to get better or not. We don't know if they're going to bring in John Miller. If they do, we don't know if he's going to, you know, when they score a touchdown, if he's going to say, and they all score. We don't know that. <laughs> Adios. Pelota. <laughs> um, but to what extent is it reasonable to think Kyle Shanahan could scheme around some offensive line issues with a young, inexperienced quarterback? I think that's fine. Like you can move the pocket, you can do things. If this was Jimmy Garoppolo, I think it would be a much bigger problem. But you can do things that that force the defensive line to not just pin their ears back and tee off on your offensive line. Can I disagree with you there? Can I tell you why I disagree? Absolutely gonna, not. It's because, and I think we saw this 2019 when they went into LA to play the Rams, mm -hmm. and the offensive line was in tatters, and Jimmy still had a pretty good game, and they won. Jimmy gets the ball out, and that's one thing, you know, that's one way they would scheme around offensive line issues is, Jimmy, you got to get the ball. He's one thing he's he's really good at. Mm -hmm. Trey Lance, I don't know if he can do that. Okay. For one thing, it's he's learned if I don't do that, I make plays. So um, that's one thing that I think they're going to miss about Jimmy this year, especially if the offensive line struggles. I think that undersells Trey Lance's football IQ and Kyle Shanahan's a little bit, where they'll know going up against Aaron Donald – I think they're going to scheme and Shanahan's going to go, hey, on this play, like the ball, it has to go to IU. He's running this slant. The ball comes out, hit your drop and throw it like that. I think those will be drawn in like those will be built into the playbook. I did not mean to besmirch his football IQ. And I, I understand your point. I just think it's more. I just don't know how good he's going to be at that. You're right. If Shanahan says this is the play and you throw it to him right away. But I just think it's going to take Trey Lance to get to a point where he's as comfortable as Jimmy G has been about getting sure. the ball out. But I and, understand and, your point. Well, okay. And another thing, so so to kind of piggyback off what you're saying and agree with you a little bit, one of the things that Jimmy was really good at was not only getting the ball up, but like with a quick release, like just having a lightning quick release and being accurate in the middle of the field and on those throws. That's something that Lance has not proven yet. Right. So not only getting it out quick, but getting it to the receiver in a spot where that receiver can make a play. Like those are two things like for sure. But I think when you factor in the running game and you factor in all the things that we haven't seen yet that they're going to do on offense, like what we saw in the preseason is not, they're not going to be a, a straight drop back and pass offense. There's going to be some weird stuff. And I think they're going to be able to keep defensive linemen on their heels just enough that they're up they're They're, can they get the middle of their offensive line to like league average or just below? Like there's going to be a couple plays a game where we're going to be like, oof, like they, they probably need to be better there. But for the most part, I, I, it should, it should be okay. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if we, we saw it, we saw it in the Super Bowl. Like the fact that Mike Person was their starting right guard and just couldn't hold up against Chris Jones for an entire game. Like Chris Jones took over that game late. So I, I think over the course of the full season, I think it'll be fine. But in those games against Aaron Donald and in those games against where there's just a dominant like defensive force on the inside, they could it could it could definitely be a problem. Don't you think uh, opposing defenses, their game plan is going to start right with that? Okay, here's our interior of their offensive line, and these guys are terrible. So that's where we're going to attack. But obviously, 49ers recognize that. Yeah, and, and I mean... With their ability to run to the edges and how good they are at scheming the run game to the outside, I just, it's not going to be this like, oh, penetrate and plays over. 
That, it's not going to be like Ronus Grasu as your center against the Seahawks in Seattle bad, where here's a snap to Jimmy and he sacked. Yeah, that was really bad. Here's a snap. He sacked. And, may, and may, again, maybe it will be, but I'm not ready to say like, oh, that's what it's going to be because look at what happened in that preseason game. And that's what I mean about overreacting to the preseason. But it's absolutely like if you're listing concerns, like what we just talked about, it's like the interior of the, of the offensive line and can Trey Lance complete a layup? Mm-hmm. Okay, zero to ten. Zero is not going to happen. Ten, I guarantee it will happen for Kyle Madsen. He of the Candlestick Chronicle uh, fame. Trey Sermon is on the uh, 53-man roster. Ten, five, ten is absolutely zero. Seven. See, I'm going like th- three on that just to give you a little extra time. Well, 4.8. Hmm. Just below five. So it's like a toss-up, coin flip. Yeah. Yeah, because... His usage in the final preseason game, not how good he was or how bad he was because nobody ran the ball well. So I I, I think any decisions they made on Trey Sermon were made before that last preseason game. And the fact he ran so much and they were using him so much felt like a like, hey, eat some snaps for us. Hmm. Hey, put some tape out there. Yeah. Eat some snaps. Yes. Like, but then you have John Lynch before the game saying like, like, Trey Sermon's been one of our best players in camp. And then you get Kyle Shanahan on Friday in his conference call after the game saying, like, Trey Sermon's a player we think we can count on. Yeah, it's almost like too much. But then uh, what are the, it's almost like they'd be showcasing him. But at this point, it doesn't really make sense that they would do that. Right. That's it's, it. But right. it's pretty, I mean, all of a sudden he's but like, But he did have his best game the other night. Yeah. Right. Right. Know. The bar's not high. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Getting back to the earlier point, with the blocking that he had, you couldn't really expect him to do much. But it's yeah. like, what is all this about Trey Sermon all of a sudden? I'm a little suspicious of how high they are in Trey Sermon. It's just what it, it's right. When I when I look at it, and maybe I I'm like o- hasty. Maybe and maybe that's the guy I think maybe I'm overvaluing. When I list out, okay, because Elijah Mitchell's making the team, Ty Davis Price is making the team, and Jeff Wilson's making the team. So if they keep five running backs, then I I would put Trey Sermon making the team at probably closer to like a seven. But if they're only keeping four, I think Jamichael Hasty, like I can tell you where Jamichael Hasty's value is. I can't tell you where Trey Sermon's is. And maybe there's stuff in practice that we haven't seen, but there's been nothing that that I've seen from Trey Sermon last year or this year that says like, oh, that's special. That's something they can use. He seems like a bad fit for the offense, for the scheme too. And he always has. Yeah, he's just not. He's just not. I thought he was. He would be a better tackle breaker than he is, and that's the big thing. He just doesn't create yards. I think I even gave you one of his rookie cards because last year, because you were so high on on him as a prospect. Seriously, I think I did, and because you you have been a Trey Sermon guy. That's my. That's point. right, you did. But you also yeah. gave me a Debo one. You, you've given me two 49ers cards. I think. Oh, we're just getting warmed up. As far oh, as that goes. oh boy, I can't <laughs> wait. So I can't wait for that Spencer Burford rookie to show up in my mailbox. <laughs> But yeah, I, so so I just I don't know what Trey Sermon does well, like that. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan could sit me down and and teach me everything he knows about Trey Sermon, and I might I would walk away feeling different. But based on what I see and what people smarter than me see with Trey Sermon, it's just not there. Don't you think that it's weird as I do? I know we just talked about this that all of a sudden Lynch and Shanahan, are, oh, he's great. Trey Sermon's been really good. It's like. Where is that coming from, and why are you telling us that now? Yeah, it's, it's odd. There's something very odd about it. Well, because he hadn't. He they had to because he's been stinking, and that was the. Are they trying to justify keeping him, or are they trying to make it easier to get rid of him, which would be hard to do at this point anyway? The five one zero brings up an interesting point, and I want to push back on it. Uh, the five one zero says, "Put your name on it." Yeah, <laughs> Kyle will keep him because he always has to be right. He picked him. He has to be good. That's not the case. They cut Joe Williams, the guy they traded up for in the fourth round, like like this his second offseason. And he never even played in a regular season game. So they traded two fourth round picks to move up and get Trey Sermon. I don't think if if they didn't think Trey Sermon could contribute for them, I don't think they'll have any problem cutting him. Because they can find running back production also. You're right, but I'm gonna side with the texter. I think everything you said is true, but I just You're like, a text line like, apologist. I like that. I am in this case. Uh, no question. I think Kyle Shanahan has an ego for sure. I don't think that's where it would play in. All right, one more here before we move on. Zero to ten. Zero. Kyle's like, nah, that ain't happening. Ten. I guarantee you that'll happen. The 49ers will have three quarterbacks 
on the 53-man roster. Wow. Man, these are really good. I'm going to say three. I don't think I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo because keeping him effectively means you're keeping a 52-man roster. Well, Jimmy, that'd be four, right? Well, that's a so yeah, so it's yeah, going to be I'm it's going to be you. Lance a backup, and then and then Garoppolo would be three. Or do they go with Lance Sudfeld and and Purdy? Yeah, that's a I don't think so because. I think they, whichever one they think would get through, and I think it might be Sudfeld. I think whichever one they think would get through waivers, they'll cut that player and then just re-sign them. Uh, more on that coming up. Can we just give the Brock Purdy stuff a rest, please? It's Kyle Madsen, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to 95.7 The Game. Great to be with you, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, and Kyle Match. And how great is it, Kyle, that we're through the preseason? How awesome the is greatest. that? The NFL preseason, it is, for the 49ers anyway, it is all over. So, the, the, I, I do, a, I write for a Niner site. Don't Nobody go. Okay. Um, right. Ninerswire.com, USA Today Sports Media Group. Yeah. I'm the managing editor there. So I do I do everything for the site, basically. Uh, shout out to Nicholas McGee, McGee, my one contributor. But part of that job is watching every snap of every preseason game. And man, that's brutal. That's like, I care about this stuff a lot. And I like this stuff a lot more than than probably the the average person or the person with a life. But... There, it gets to a point in these games where I'm like, man, I just don't. I've heard that I, I, these Ken Crawley snaps just yeah. aren't doing it for me. You know, I've heard that by the third quarter of the second preseason game, you're like Mel Gibson in that movie where your eyelids, you got to tape them open so you can. Yeah, unfamiliar with that movie, but yes, huh? We well, you know. I can't think of the name where he's. Uh, it's about assassins, and you haven't seen that movie. Uh, Cam will come up with it. I apologize, uh, but did, did, have you had to resort to that? Yeah, kinda. It's a lot of like, like I put little drinking games with myself. Um, <laughs> with yourself? I just make like, like I did, like I just write, I try and write, like write jokes into my into my posts about it because that's the only, it's the that's the vibe I'm I get. 
Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank goodness that we're through it now. But conspiracy I just theory. Want, thank you. Yeah. I just want you haven't to, seen conspiracy just, theory. No, thank you, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I've I avoid. It's I've just a movie. It. Mm, that's what you think. Um, <laughs> that's it. But there's people controlling you in the movie industry. Oh, all right. Um, no, it's just like I'm tired of. I'm tired of talking about like what ifs and I'm tired of saying like we have to wait and see like I want to see it with Trey Lance is he good or is he not because I don't know either way so I want to talk about the offensive line how big of a problem is it going to be like I, I want to sit like I can't I'm excited to see and maybe the Niners go four and 13 this year maybe they're awful but like at least we'll get to see it instead of like just guessing you know what I can't figure out is everything you just said there is very reasonable but to some fans and maybe that's the explanation to some fans to say boy i'm not sure how good trey lance is going to be that makes you a hater right isn't that just funny just like yeah. you know i'm anxious anxious to see if trey lance is going to be any good well why are you a hater well but what's funny is the alan alan styles of alan styles <laughs> he and i are doing overtime after every 49er game this year you can you can hear us here on 95 70 and we'll be breaking it all down and we can't, and that was largely our point about Trey Lance was, man, this wasn't awesome tonight, but there were a couple good plays. Don't feel any differently about him. Like I had some question marks going in. I still have those same question marks. They're not any bigger or smaller. And somebody replied to the 95, seven account saying he was incredibly biased toward Lance. Mm. And it's like, what? Because we didn't say that he sucks for sure. Like, yeah, because we didn't say they ways, made the right. right. So I and I think that's where, but that's where you're going to exist when you when you when you're doing what I'm doing and sitting on the fence. Like that's what's going to happen is people on either side of the fence want you to be on their side instead, and by not being on their side, and that's that's Pick fine. A side you and must fine. choose a side. Somebody yeah. who says Trey Lance sucks might be right, and shout out to that person for being ahead of the curve if they are, and the person going future Hall of Famer might be right, and might shout be. out to them. But I, I'm I, I'm in this instance, I haven't I don't know, man. How long do you think it'll take before you know? Will it take a year? Will you you feel like you have an idea after a couple games? So, I mean, to say I, a couple seasons sounds like oh that's ridiculous. But I mean, in all fairness, maybe that's really the way we need to look at it. I I I will have reactions after every game. Like just because that's how I am, <laughs> I've I've knee jerk reactions. Sure, you're a human being, but yeah. I think, and I if think, you're doing the show with Alan's tiles, you better have reactions. <laughs> so I think I think we'll look at it over the totality once the season ends. We'll kind of look and see like, but if if he looks the same by week ten that he looks in week one, and it's just like man, there's a corner he needs to turn, and he's just not turning it. Yeah, that's when I'll have real concerns about like the bye week. I think the bye week week nine. So that's eight games. You get to the bye, reset. And if he's still like missing that easy throw to Kittle and he's still jumpy in the pocket and he's bringing his eyes down when the rush comes, it's like, man, maybe this is just kind of what he is. Yeah. Normally with someone like, let's say, Zach Wilson or whomever, Trevor Lawrence, maybe it'd be fair to say, you know, we, we don't won't know for a couple seasons. But given where the 49ers are, Trey Lance probably doesn't have a couple seasons. On the one hand, it works in his favor that he's on a good team now. There's not as much pressure. On the other hand, he's got to be good. By the end of this year, he's got to be good because he's the quarterback of a team that has a chance to go to another Super Bowl. Yeah, like that's that's just it. Is this team has to at least make the playoffs, and that's going to require him to get better. Because if he is the quarterback, I don't think he's going to be. If he's the quarterback that he was Thursday night in Houston, I, that's going to be hard to win a lot of games. Yeah, to get the playoffs, we saw it last year. Ten. That's a threshold right now. We, we're still figuring that out. With the seventeen game season, because we haven't we haven't gotten enough seasons. I still to figure find out. myself. I always say sixteen game. Oh, seventeen game season. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I'm. I'm. This. This off season, I've finally transitioned into like instead of saying, yeah, it's like a nine and seventeen. Yeah. Or eight and eight. I still wonder when they're going to play the Houston Oilers. So you know, a little, <laughs> I, a little behind the curve. I type San Diego when I type Chargers <laughs> yes, every well, time. Duh. Every yes. time. <laughs> so so that that's that's something that that. They 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 can't they they have to make the playoffs like that's that's just that's the bottom line mm -hmm. and I forget where I was going I got off track with San Diego Chargers. I'll what just we're say talking this. about help me out. 
Um, well, we're talking about Trey Lance. He's he's got to be It'll good. Come he doesn't, back to me. Yeah, he doesn't have the luxury. But I think if he does fail to be anything close to the type of quarterback the 49ers envision him becoming, I think that's more on Kyle than it is on Trey Lance. Because Kyle's the one that's all in on a guy who had played, what, one game in college? So I think it's all going to work out. But obviously, a, a, a lot of question marks here. On the text line, as I try to give Kyle a few moments to you know, regain that, yeah, that thread um, from the 408 guys. Opposing teams will pack the box on the Niners. I can see safeties and linebackers on the rush. Pressure, pressure, pressure. I hope the Niners have a solution. What's up with school? Justin's school is not very good at football. That's what's up with him. And if you want to if you want to just go zero blitz, like there's easy ways to beat that. That's yeah. Yeah. But you got to have a quarterback who can uh, deliver the football. Yeah, Teams will for try. Sure. I, I think they'll they'll he'll see a lot of that, or at least he'll see some of it early. Yes. And depending on how he responds, yeah. that'll determine how much more we see from yeah, him. Yeah, no, but I to the four oh eight's point, I think a, a, an extra rusher here and there, like, yeah, absolutely. Teams are gonna confuse the heck out of him early on. And I think that's where when you bring up week twelve, it's like, okay, you've had you've had this many weeks to see what defenses are throwing at you and, and how they're defending certain things. And that's why I think Kyle Shanahan took him. Because what he was asked to do at, at North Dakota State was just so far was was advanced for a college quarterback. And the hope is that like, okay, there's these physical limitations as far as his accuracy and this and that that are gonna but can he can he avoid throwing it to the wrong team when a when a defense disguises their coverage? Like can he can he recognize that post snap? And get it to the right player still. And we'll see. We just don't know. Jennifer Lee Chan said something really interesting once on the station talking about why Kyle picked uh, Trey Lance. And she said she thinks that the fact that Trey Lance hadn't played a lot of football in some ways is a positive for Kyle because he can take this guy and teach him. um, You have a lot to learn about football and everything you learn about football, you're going to learn the way I see it. So he can mold that quarterback to be yeah. uh, an extension of him on the field to an extent, more of an extent than you could with someone who'd already had more uh, more experience and a larger body of work. I, I don't know that that's true, but I think that's a fascinating concept and it does feed into a lot of things we think we know about Kyle Shanahan. I think it's true to an extent, but I also think that Kyle Shanahan is not, like we talked about that that ego, he's a very smart offensive mind. And we saw when Jimmy Garoppolo delivered the ball where it needed to go, like this is a very effective, efficient offense. But Garoppolo wasn't good against pressure. And he wasn't super mobile. Can Trey Lance be that as far as that extension of the coach? But then when the play breaks down or when a blitz does come untouched, can he extend that play and turn what used to be a negative play into either a neutral or positive play? Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's the extension of what's next. Like, yeah, he needs to run the offense and he just needs to make the correct throws in the offense. But when that's not there... Can he make the Patrick Mahomes type of roll out and find some room? And, oh, there's a receiver open down the field. Let me get rid of it and turn what used to be a negative play into a big chunk play. Speaking of quarterbacks, I, a week ago, I was on with Chuck. Had a great time with Chuck. It's the first time I'd worked with him. We had a really big good time. Big Chuck guy. Yeah, yeah, me too. But we actually had a debate over whether <laughs> over whether uh, Brock Purdy should be the backup. And I was like, you people have to be kidding me. We had a text tussle. Where uh, and I understand since then, Chuck. I've I've texted Chuck and Chuck says, "Yeah, I'm kind of out on both of them now." But Chuck was saying a week ago, "Yeah, he should be the backup." I said, "There's no way he should be the backup." I lost a text tussle on that, Kyle. I lost. So yeah. that's what we were talking about a week ago. My point here is just to say, my goodness, it was the preseason. Brock Purdy has never seen an actual NFL defense. I know that Sudfeld's not like, uh, you know, he's not going to make the Hall of Fame or anything, but he's actually played in the NFL. So the whole notion that Brock Purdy, oh, you know what, he could be the backup. No, he never had a chance to be the backup. He has a chance to make the team. I agree with you. I think it's more likely that they cut him and they hope to re-sign him. But I just think that's one of the things we were way overboard with on the on the preseason. Like, Brock Purdy, wow, he could be better than Garoppolo. He could be the backup. No, he wasn't. Yeah. That's that's why I want the football season and real season to start so we can put some of that nonsense aside. And maybe the Niners really like what they saw from Purdy. And like I said, maybe they think Sudfeld would be less likely to be picked up if they cut him. And maybe they keep 
all three of them in the building, and Purdy is the QB two. Like it should may, maybe really, but yeah, I think there were plays where it's like, man, he just looks like he just looks like he hasn't figured. But he's also going against guys that that yes. aren't going to be on teams. Yes. And he's never so, seen a real defense. Yeah, and there's there's stuff where, like he did. There's some throws that he made that he doesn't step into them, and I just oh, tell I've, me about it. Yeah, I, I just. But here's here's something telling, like because you're right, and I think if we had a text hustle right now, Brock mm-hmm. Purdy would probably win. Yeah, but I uh, posted with no names QBA QBB, and I put Nate Sudfeld and and Brock Purdy's stats on Twitter. Um, 104 votes. Nate Sudfeld is winning by like a lot. Interesting. 80% to 20%. Mm-hmm. And that's just like Brock Purdy made a couple of plays or extended a couple of plays and made yeah. a couple of throws. But Nate Sudfeld did two. Like, it just, neither of them are going to be great. They're, they're, it's the backup QB. Yeah. You know why? One big reason, a huge reason why a lot of people prefer Purdy to Sudfeld. Purdy has that look, right? Like, all right, here we go. Here we go. He's fresh faced. He's ready to go, bright eyed. And Nate Sudfeld just looks like he's having a hard time staying awake. He just does. I don't mean the way he plays. Just you look at his face. He's like got that Nick Foles face a little bit. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's not a good way to judge a quarterback, in my professional opinion. No, I, I, I I'm a hundred percent with you. You're, you are a professional at judging people based on their faces. But I, I'm, yeah. No, I think that's right. So and Purdy, you know how it is the backup quarterback. So this guy's going to be great. Here's why because I don't know anything about him, and I want to assume he's going to be great. Yeah, and they 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 think they in that building think that Nate Sudfeld can be like a a spot starter who can win them a couple games, and that's why they guaranteed him two million dollars to get him in their building. Yes, like it's a fully guaranteed two million dollars for Nate Sudfeld. That's that that's. That means something in terms of how they feel about him. If they were, if they thought that they were going to draft a quarterback with the last pick who was going to be better than Nate Sudfeld, I don't think they would have paid him too much. Like if he was that easy to beat out, and it's not just in how their minds. good he is; it's a scheme fit. And Kyle Shanahan's very confident in Sudfeld's ability to. Boy, if we need him to, he can run the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and and maybe they like Brock Purdy enough. Maybe they say, "Hey, I hope they years, do. I like right. him too." And maybe, maybe they saw enough here in in two years where they say, "Hey, we think Purdy is going to be a good backup in this system, so we want to make sure he stays on our team. So we'll roster him because they think he'll get scooped up." Maybe that's it, and maybe that's why he'll make the team. But I don't think he's going to be QB two if he's on the roster. I'd be. St- if he, you can't do that when you have a shaky offensive line, a yeah. starter who's never played, hasn't played much. You can't then have a backup who has never played. To me, you just can't assume that much risk from the nine two five. Purdy in a few seasons, uh, in a few off seasons, it says in the NFL will be better than Jimmy G. Do it has potential, and don't throw that throw that away because he hasn't yet played in an NFL game. You're but just making is, some huge assumptions there that the 49ers cannot afford to make right now. Yeah, and that's we we're basing that off some some garbage time preseason games or preseason action. Like, may again maybe the nine two five there is right, but I've not seen enough to like say like definitively like yeah Brock Purdy is that good. Right, he has a chance to make the roster. That's incredible. That's I mean, remarkable yeah. for the yes. last pick in the draft. Yes, at a position at a position. Where Kyle Shanahan's only kept two quarterbacks, and then you have a practice squad quarterback. He's only kept two quarterbacks every year, so this would be substantial if they decided Brock Purdy was too good to let go because he would get picked up by somebody else. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Joe joins us from San Jose on ninety five seven. The game. Hey Joe, what do you know? What's going on, gentlemen? Hey. No, Hi, I, I've been watching these games, and and the old minus is what's going to hamper this kid. He's gonna come. I mean, you can you can teach a kid how to do his job, but if his job is to throw the ball and he's on his back all day long, it's not gonna happen. So what I'm saying is that you, you do need a good you need a better you better pick a good backup because you know after a while you get hit get thrown on your back starts to hurt. Thanks for your time, but this offensive line is need to get together. All right. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate that. And Joe is talking there not about Brock Purdy as we were, but about Trey Lance. 
Joe feels, as some do, that this uh, porous, potentially porous offensive line is not going to give Trey Lance the opportunity to develop into the player that the 49ers need him to be, Kyle. It's keeping me up at night, so I'll tell you that. Same. If it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. Also, what's keeping maybe, me up maybe. is last night I had, you know, Mexican food, enchiladas especial, and I had a lot of cherries after that, and so that's another thing that kept me up last night. But Boy, those cherries will get you. They're good, though. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. Yeah, the offensive line could could definitely be a significant problem. Like, absolutely. That is on the table and maybe more on the table than anything else being a problem this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from the 650, Larry Kruger loves Brock, doesn't think he will clear waivers, LOL. I want I, I, I want what he's smoking. Um, so here's, can I can I tell you a little, can I tell you a story? Behind the scenes? Yeah. Okay, please. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. So before I was at Niners, I was with Titans. Is it Titans were? So I followed the Titans. That's why I know this. And I was I was blogging about them the year that they drafted Luke Falk from Washington State in the sixth round. Just a like good college career, but not a spectacular like quarterback from a measurable standpoint. And the Titans bring him in. He is not very good in the preseason. And it was like, oh, he'll be their practice squad quarterback. So they cut him. And then like the Dolphins pick him up. Like I don't know, like the Dolphins. Like it was a he was an afterthought. Like he will for sure clear, and maybe they find somebody that like better to be their their practice squad guy. But they cut him to be their practice squad quarterback, and the Dolphins scooped him. And he had he was a had a quarter of the preseason that Brock Purdy had. So anything could happen. But it's not like if the Niners cut Brock Purdy and some other team picks him up that. What are the odds that in five years we're going to be like, wow, the Niners regret that? Very low. Very low. Very, very low. Yeah. On the text line from the 925, Tom Brady was a backup, last pick in the draft, too. Imagine if they cut him because he never played in the Wasn't the last pick of the draft. Wasn't the last pick of the draft. But that's fair enough point. Here's the difference. Tom Brady was backing up Bledsoe, Drew right? Bledsoe. Yeah. Um, and Bledsoe had proven that he was an established and capable NFL quarterback, and Trey Lance has not. I think he will, but he has not. That's a big part of this, is having a quarterback who's not proven, and then you're going to have a backup who's never played. So that's the difference between this situation and that one, Mr. or Miss 925. It's, it's, Thank you for listening. <laughs> it's it's less about having, because Nate, it's not like Nate Sudfeld's played 40 NFL games. He's never started. That's a great but point. He's, he's but never he's, started, but, but he's, he's played. He's been around, right? He's been around. He's looked at tape. He's seen, that's where the value comes in. And when it comes to who can win you a game if Trey Lance is out a couple games, that matters, like, to me, that matters so little in terms of what the Niners are dealing with right now. Because if Lance goes down, they have a way bigger problem than than those, yeah. those couple games. Mm -hmm. So I just don't, I don't think the value is there at the backup quarterback spot where you're whittling it down to, okay, if Trey Lance is out for... Two games we like Sudfeld, but if he's out for five, we like Purdy. Like that's just not. I don't. I I think that they are higher on Sudfeld than we are, than fans are, and that people think they are, and that's why they that's why they guaranteed him two million dollars oh, to make sure he was in their building. Absolutely true. Totally agree with you. Yeah, and they know more about him, and we tend to look at him as he's no good. He's Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy. Look at him. I saw him make some great throws. Uh, he's what's what's the matter with the 49ers? Yeah. They don't they don't know what's going on. They know what's going on better than we do. Yeah, and and Purdy was and but that doesn't necessarily mean they're right. And maybe Brock Purdy gets cut and picked up and he winds up starting for the Lions this year and they make the playoffs. I don't know. But that the 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 point is that the Niners aren't just looking at these preseason games and going like, well, Purdy kind of flashed a little better. Like mm -hmm. like statistically he wasn't as good. There's That's this, the thing that I think a lot of people would would be surprised by. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Sudfeld's actually played really well. Yeah, he's been for the most part fine. Yes. He's, he's playing behind a backup mm -hmm. version of a not very good offensive line. And Purdy's playing against less like lesser competition, especially late in these games. So I, I'm I get it. And if they kept Brock Purdy over Nate Sudfeld, I wouldn't be like jaw on the floor what are they thinking? Like, I would be like, oh, okay, wow, they wow. really like See, I'd be really stunned by that, but I understand your point. I'd it's be a little surprised. It's on the table, potentially. I'd be a little surprised, but I would. it wouldn't be like, oh, a stunner in Santa Clara. But I, I just, I, 
it's less about where Brock Purdy is and where people are ranking Brock Purdy and what they think about Brock Purdy because he was undeniably impressive, especially for Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, yes, obviously. Yeah, I see that too. Sure. So, but, but you have to look big picture on what the 49ers did to ensure that Nate Sudfeld was back on their team this year. And that's the other thing that can't go overlooked when you talk about the experience because uh, the 925 brought up Nate Sudfeld's two NFL games are going to make a huge difference sarcastically. No, but he's been in the system for a year. He was here all last year. Mm -hmm. He's been in this system. He knows this system. He's been around the NFL. He's been in meetings. He's been around different coaches. He he has seen real NFL defense. He has more experience in the NFL than Brock Purdy does, undeniably. So that's where the value is. Yep. And I think the Niners think he's better than fans think he is as well. Right. That's why I'll be stunned if Purdy's the number two. But you're right. We'll see. Uh, let me ask you this real quick here. Chuck and I talked about this last week, and I want to go back to it because I don't think I had a really good answer for my own question, Kyle. Last year, the Bengals were the surprise team of the NFL. Do you see a team this year that you you would pick now as, wow, watch out for them? I see two teams, and one is almost by default. Um, you know, I could see how, well, Jacksonville will be better, but my heart's not in it. I don't feel yeah. like, oh, watch out for them. Last year, I didn't know about the Bengals before the season started, but I was on that bandwagon pretty early on. I think Denver, given how many close games they played last year, uh, given what they can do defensively, and then they had a quarterback, I would, if I had to right now, I'd say watch out for Denver this year as a team that's going to surprise people. But I'm really, I don't feel like I am identifying that team that, oh yeah, this is a team that's going to do it this year, the surprise team. So I think the Saints are going to be better than mm. people think. I don't think the Jameis, New Orleans Saints, right? right? The New Orleans Saints. That's yeah, them. Thank you. I, I don't think Jameis stinks. And maybe Dennis Allen is just a bad head coach and maybe losing maybe losing Sean Payton is going to be this lead to this massive drop off. But the Saints have some talent. Like the and, and if Jameis has started to kind of figure it out as a quarterback where he's not throwing 30 interceptions, I, I think I think the Saints might be sneaky good. And their defense is excellent. Mm-hmm. And they have Alvin Kamara, they have Michael Thomas, they have Jarvis Landry. Now, I, I, they, they drafted they drafted Chris Olave, who who's a really good player from from Ohio State. The Saints, and then don't sleep on the Raiders in the AFC West. Fair enough. I I don't know that I could consider them a surprise team because they were in the playoffs last year. But I, you're saying no, they, could, yeah, they the, could take another. Well, I think they're being written lead? off. I think they're being written off in the AFC West. It's Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, <laughs> Derek Carr, like. They they added Chandler Jones. Max Crosby's one of the best young pass rushers in the league. I think Derek Carr has has he's not great, but I think he's gotten a little bit of a bad rap. They had Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro's really good. Darren Waller's one of the best pass catching tight ends in the league. Like they have, they, they just they have a lot of players where it's like, huh? This is what do you think of their new coach? I think Josh McDaniel's good. Like they have, like I think Dave Dave Ziegler, their new GM. I think it's good. I think they have adults in the room, and I think that's I think that's a good thing for that organization. What do you think of their owner's haircut? Hang on to that. We'll get back to that. <laughs> As a person with no hair, I am in no place to judge. Also coming up, hey, it's football. It's not a Sunday school picnic. Can we leave Aaron Donald alone? That's next. Kyle Madsen, Whitey Gleason, 95.7, the guy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 